Our scripture reading is found in John chapter 8, 28 through 36. John chapter 8, 28 through 36. Then said Jesus unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am He, that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone. For I do always those things that please him. As he spake these, th these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, you shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Our subject this morning is freedom. How many want to be free today? The question is, what do you want to be free from or of? Some might say, I want to be free of debt, bad relationships, free of pain, loneliness. Just for a moment, think about the freedom you have. Think of the peace that others don't have. In Ukraine, they're struggling. Russians is adamant about taking control. Innocent people are dying for freedom. Here we are upset with the gas and food prices they have no food. Millions are abandoning their homes only to realize when they stop, they have no place to go and nothing to call home or go back to. For those that stay, they risk being killed. Here we live and move and have our being. We are free to go and come as we please. We take for granted the freedom that we have. But we want to talk about another type of freedom today. Though our bodies seem restricted, our minds must be free. Free from sin. Free from the enemies of our mind. Free from corrupt thoughts and imaginations. Looking at verse 28, Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am He and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father has taught me, I speak these things. Even though the Father is on His throne, even though Jesus was sent, even though Jesus has gone back to the Father, He has sent us His Spirit so we can be free. The Spirit of God teaches us by the Word of God. 
First, it says, when you have lifted up. This is a common expression among the Jewish writers. It means to die or to be killed. So when you have killed the Son of Man, who is Jesus, you will know who he is. See, back then, those that didn't believe when he was alive believed after they killed him and he was re resurrected. Remember what it said in 1 Corinthians? If the princes of this world knew, for they had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. What will it take to believe in Jesus? Mm. Selah. Because of the traditions of men, and because of the false teachings by man, because the gospel is being diluted, men are failing to believe on the Son of God who is Jesus. Remember, Jesus said, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Some Jews began to know who he was by the signs and judgments that followed after the crucifixion. When Jesus comes this time, if you don't believe it, it will be too late. We have already been given all the signs and warnings we need, and many still don't believe in him. Verse 29 said, And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. God has always been with Jesus. And Jesus has never de deviated from his mission and purpose. Mm -hmm. Jesus said in one passage, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And another passage, he said, I will never leave you or forsake you. If we are going to be strong and free, we cannot deviate from what God has called us to do or the tools he has given us to do it with. Even when we have trying trials, we must keep our eyes on the prize so we can be at peace and know we are free. The freedom we need is in the mind. Let me give you an example. You know, some of us have been locked up all winter. We have stayed in the house by choice. Our going out to the store was by choice. But in the mind, we have been free. What your body did or did not do did not stop you from your mind being free. I've heard people say, I cuddled up in a warm chair with a book and just read. They allowed a book to keep their mind occupied and free. Why can't we allow the word of God to keep us free in perfect peace? Mm -hmm. Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We must concentrate more on the mind and less on the body. Jesus came to free our mind that is in prison. Mm -hmm. Having the mind of Christ frees us from the strongholds of man. Having the mind of Christ frees us from any stronghold. Having the mind of Christ gives us peace of mind. Verse 30, Jesus said, And as he spake these words, many believed on him. 
Christ himself planted, watered, and gave the increase. As Jesus spoke, his words reached their heart. Jesus' word is reaching the ears of many through us today. And they are being made free. It is because by the word we are able to plant or water. But it is God that gives them increase. Look at verse 31 and 32 closely and carefully. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. Keep in mind, we are talking to those that believed what he said. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. If you're going to be a disciple or a follower, you must continue in his word. Those who share the word with you, those that believe what you are sharing, these are the ones who need to continue in the word. So in order to continue, you must be given the word. Today, Christians give up so easily. If it doesn't come right now, God ain't real. Patience is a bad word. Oh, and don't use the L word. I ain't talking about love. I'm talking about long suffering. But let me encourage you as I encourage myself. Don't give up on God. Because God has not given up on you. He's able. Y'all remember that song? Don't give up on it. A race that you start. The prize comes only if you finish. First Corinthians said, know you not that they which run in a race run all. But one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. In the kingdom race, it is not about finishing first. It's about finishing. The prize is not given to first place. It is given to all that finish the race. Mm -hmm. There is no last place in the kingdom of God. Verse 32 said, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom we are looking for is in the truth. Let me use this as a freedom example. How many realize the scripture is true when it says a man is born of a woman, is full of days, is, is, few, is few days and full of trouble. But did you know, even though this flesh is of a few days, even though this flesh is full of trouble, you can be free in mind of that trouble. You can have peace of mind knowing the truth. By continuing in the truth, we are made free. Even though we were born in sin, it wasn't until we grew up that we learned what sin was. We were made free from sin through Jesus Christ. And if we continue in Christ, we will obtain the salvation and the eternal life offered through Jesus, where freedom is given. But we must continue and finish the race. What the natural man sees as freedom is bondage to the spiritual man. What the spiritual man knows is freedom is bondage to the natural man. This is that war of flesh and spirit. Naturally speaking, if you don't eat and drink, 
What do you think will happen? Right. If you don't eat, you will get sick. Then you would become weak. And your body would begin to shut down. Eventually, without food, you would die. Also, if you ate less than needed and began to miss meals or just ate every now and then, or if you ate junk all the time, what do you think would happen then? Right. Now apply this to your spiritual body. If you don't eat and drink the word of God, if you don't commune with the father and the son, if you forsake yourself from his assembly, what do you think will happen? You will get sick. Eventually, experience your experience spirit weakens. And if changes are not made, you will die spiritually. If your attendance is hit and miss, and you read reading is hit and miss, and your fellowship is hit and miss, your relationship with God will be hit and miss. Here are some of the things that cause weakness and sickness. I, th- I think I'll miss church this week. I'm going to stay at home and watch TV. I think I'll volunteer for overtime. I'm going to stay home because it's nice out. It's cold. It's raining out. Anybody felt like this? If this continues, what do you think will happen? Each time you don't go, it gets easier and easier not to go. Every day you don't read or study, it gets easier and easier not to study. Let me ask you this. On a scale of 1 to 10, how strong are you? Be honest with yourself. Can you pray for someone else? Or do you depend on someone else to pray for you? Don't misunderstand me. We all can use and need prayer. But we all should be able to pray for one another. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Here's the question that you can ask yourself. Is my prayer effectual? Effectual means to produce a desired effect. A prayer that is fully adequate. Is your prayer adequate and effective? Do you believe God hears you? Again, Jesus said this in John. Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Then he said, and I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it that they may believe that thou hast sent me. We must continue so God, we can believe that God, who is our Father, always hears us. Is my prayer fervent? Fervent means emotional, zealous, and passionate. And is my prayer righteous? Righteousness is having a character upright and just. Are you asking for the right things? If the answer to the question is yes, right on. These type of prayers become effectual 
and fervent. By abiding and continuing in the truth, we must continue in the truth that we can be made free. In verse 33, listen to what they said out of their own understanding of what Jesus said to them. Then answered him, they answered him, we be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Now, these are not the Jews that Jesus had spoken to that believed. These are the ones still standing that did not believe. Can you see how when the gospel is preached, some believe and receive and some will not? God knows those that are his and will minister unto them. When we get a chance to minister, Corinthians tells us to the one we are the savior of death unto death and to the other the savior of life unto life. People need to know what we know now. We were all born in sin. It doesn't have anything to do with what seed we came from. John says in, in John 1 verse 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. Meaning we are given the right or privilege to become. Verse 13 says, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. It is not about who you are or who you are not. Not about your lineage or your nationality. Verse 34 goes on to say, Jesus answered them. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Speaking metaphorically again, a slave or servant abides not in the family, even though they are with the family. They have no right to any part of the inheritance in the family to which they belong. But the son, the legitimate son, being Jesus, has a right. He can make any servant of the family free. No one else can do this but Jesus. Again, if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Father has given him that right and power. He can divide and give the inheritance as he pleases. By Jesus makes us free. We have become sons and daughters. And as sons and daughters, we become heirs and join heirs. We now have freedom and the inheritance and all the promises of God. And they are yea and amen making all the blessings of God good to us. Now, let's look at how they were taking this. Verse 37 through 44. And I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you have seen with your father. Then answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. 
Jesus said unto them, If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. Mm -hmm. But now you seek to kill me, a man that has told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. You do the you do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you would have loved me, for I proceeded from and came from God. Neither I came of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. The problem they were dealing with then is the problem we are dealing with today. If a person is not of the truth, if they are not abiding in the truth, then they cannot bear to hear the truth. And they don't understand the speech of God because they don't have the spirit of God. The scripture says the people's heart is wax gross and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes they have closed. Jesus and the unbelieving Jews went back and forth. They could not understand because they could not see beyond themselves. Now drop down to verse 51 through 54. Jesus said in verse 51, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, now we know that thou has a devil. Abraham is dead. And the prophets, and thou sayest, if a man keep my sayings, he shall never taste of death. Are thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead? Why makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom you say, that he is your God. Again, they did not understand. They thought Jesus referred to the natural death. But Jesus spoke concerning the spiritual death. When Jesus died, he took the sting out of death. This does not mean freedom from temporal death, but freedom from eternal destruction. Death is attached to this body. This flesh sees death, but you have a soul. And the soul is transported. Remember, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Death to the body is life to the spirit. To never see death is to be secured from eternal misery and to enjoy eternal life. Yes. This is true freedom. Mm -hmm. In Christ, we can be free now and enjoy freedom now. We can have freedom with eternal life when it comes and have freedom in mind before he comes for us. Mm -hmm. The death we need to die to is our flesh. Colossians 3, 3 tells us, we are dead and our life is hid with Christ in God. Verse 4 through 5 says, when Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Then mortify, or destroy, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil consumptuousness, and covetousness, which is idolatry. These are things they did not want to hear. 
And these are things we don't want to hear. But these are things we need to destroy. Let's wrap up with Colossians 1, 19 through 22. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him, I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and and unreprovable in his sight. Jesus has come to make us free in spirit, body and mind and soul. No greater freedom can a man obtain than that which Christ brought. If you want to be free, let me speak these three things to your mind. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.